Hello, and welcome to the Connected Community Podcast. Today, my guest is Amy Wilson, who is a board-certified geriatric pharmacist, a certified nutritional coach, and a certified fitness professional with over 30 years of experience. And Amy shares with us today how to create a body that we love without dieting, because actually dieting is one of the worst things that we can do for our body. Amy also discusses the secrets to reverse aging because we all want to know those secrets. And we discuss biohacking, intermittent fasting, the causes and solutions to inflammation in the body and why that is so bad for us, and also how to improve strength and fitness, which increases our overall well-being. Amy is committed to helping her clients prevent and reverse disease through fitness and nutrition, and she has helped many of her clients reverse disease, such as diabetes, prediabetes, and high cholesterol, as well as many other things. Amy is committed to helping her clients feel better in their bodies without being so transfixed on the scale. This is a really fun and informative episode, so I hope you will enjoy it. Hello, and welcome to the Connected Community Podcast, a place to explore possibility through mindfulness, movement, and self-discovery. Our intention is to deliver insight and inspiration while fostering conversations that are genuine, unfiltered, and deeply human. We hope you will enjoy today's episode. Hi, Amy. How are you today? I'm so excited to have you on the Connected Community Podcast with me. I'm doing well. I'm I'm excited to be here. This is going to be a great conversation. I'm so excited. This is one of my favorite topics in the whole world to talk about. And um, you call yourself the virtual fitness and nutritional coach, and you have a wealth of knowledge. And so I have a million questions for you. But you also refer to yourself as the nutritional coach pharmacist. And so I'd love mm-hmm. for you to share a little bit behind that title and um, what you've been doing and how you got inspired to do that as well. Well, it's kind of all three of my loves have combined. So I, uh, without dating myself, but I'll date myself. Hey, I started uh, working <laughs> out back in the days of leotards and big hair, and I was teaching aerobics back then. And you know, I didn't have a really great relationship with food. I did a lot of trying to out exercise a bad diet. But in the eighties, we didn't know it was a really bad diet. You know, we were fed all this kind of information: go low fat, you know, income snack wells, and we started increasing our sugar content. So we really didn't know that. But you know, you're still trying to exercise to be skinny. I call it chasing skinny. And Mm -hmm. that's what we kind of grew up with. And during that time, I was a aerobics instructor. I went through pharmacy school and continued teaching aerobics into my pharmacy career. still do it today. And started going into more of nutrition. But I would say to be, you know, just to be honest, is that we've had a lot of pivots, a lot of turns, a lot of information on nutrition come out in the last 25 years. And in the last five years have been even, I would say almost mind blowing to the point Mm -hmm. that we're like, okay, we're finally figuring this stuff out. It's not just a fad diet. It's not just what you should do to lose weight. It's actually how do you fuel and feed your body? Mm -hmm. So I kept teaching. I hit perimenopause, menopause era and was gaining weight and gaining inches like nobody's business. And being a fitness instructor, being in front of everybody, that is, I won't Mm. won't say the kiss of death, but it feels horrible. People are looking to you to get healthy and to get fit. And when you don't look Mm -hmm. it and you don't feel it, you're just, what's going on? I'll be honest. I'm human. I wanted the easy button. I wanted to try everything that would be quick. And even though I had other certifications in nutrition, I tried keto. I tried the latest fads and it would work for a hot second and then stop working and I'm still getting inches and I have a pooch, Mm -hmm. you know, the lovely, the lovely Mm -hmm. menopause belly that we all just hate so much. And I was like, okay. What age age did this start happening for you? 49. 49. That's around 49 to 51 is the average. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I was like, Mm yay. And, you know, jumping up and down. I was so excited. No, I wasn't. But I also was do I hold, do I throw my hands up and say, this is it? This mm-hmm. is 
where I am going to be and this is just life and just deal with it. But I was like, "Mm -mm, no. And around the same time, I'm starting to see people in my nursing homes. I'm a board certified geriatric pharmacist Mm -hmm. and they're getting younger. They're my age. They're younger than me. And seeing that the correlation between diet and disease is huge and realizing that we have to stop chasing the skinny, that we have to start looking at food as medicine and everything just started colliding. I found, um, I watched a couple of people do a program that I now coach. They were getting amazing results in not just results being thinner, but muscular, mm-hmm. looking better, feeling better, less menopause issues, um, less hot flashes. And I'm like, okay, well, let me just try this. I didn't really think I would like it. I thought, hey, you know, I'm a pharmacist. I teach other things. I'm a fitness instructor. I know about nutrition. What can you teach me? And mm-hmm. and blown away going, okay, it was like, hold my beer moments. Like, let me show you the science behind everything. Let's start looking at food differently. Mm-hmm. And when that started working for me and I started seeing my results and not only that, perimenopause brought on for me pre-diabetes. Mm. And that was also, wait a minute, I thought I was eating clean. I thought I was doing everything right. And why is my A1C going up to a point where I'm mm. pre-diabetic? I'm back down. I'm normal mm. now. And mm. I call myself the nutrition coach pharmacist is because that's what I do. I'm a fitness professional. I'm a certified nutrition coach and I'm a pharmacist. And mm-hmm. I have all of those modalities that I use to help coach my clients all over the world. And you're a pharmacist that does not like prescribe, like when <laughs> medication is prescribed. I, mm-hmm. the medication has its purpose. So I will, I will, I will give that disclaimer right there because people mm-hmm. are like, oh, but medication, medication has a purpose. It really does. And yes, in some things it's absolutely necessary, but in a lot of things, medication is a treatment and not a cure. Mm-hmm. And that's what you have to realize. If you're if you're taking it for blood pressure, it's not curing your blood pressure. It's bringing it down. It's treating it. But if you're not doing anything about your nutrition, if you're not doing anything about your fitness, you are not curing your blood pressure. Same with diabetes. We can take insulin. We can take medication. It's treating it. Mm-hmm. It's bringing it down, but it's not doing anything about the disease state. And what I would prefer is that you do something about the disease state. Let's try to mm-hmm. be preventative instead of we're America. There's a pill for everything. We need to get out of that mentality that, oh, well, I, I'm i overweight. Here's a pill. Oh, mm-hmm. I have diabetes. Here's a pill. Oh, I have high blood pressure. Here's a pill. If we can start looking at what we're actually fueling our body with, there's a lot of things that you won't have to take those pills mm-hmm. anymore. And back in the Mm -hmm. day when I first started nursing homes, you know, the average medication that people would be on was eight or nine. Mm -hmm. Now it's 25, 30. That's insane. That's insane. Imagine taking 25 Mm -hmm. pills every, you know, not just in the morning, but if you're on it three times a day or Mm -hmm. twice a day. And and with those pills come side effects. I was just going to say, then you're having the side effects and you're taking something to treat those side effects. Side effects. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I don't think anybody really wants to be on a medication. They just don't understand Mm -hmm. how they can get off or prevent to be on a medication in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so let's talk about your secret to reverse aging um, is eating real foods. And I love this because your target population, I think, is 35 and up. Mm -hmm. Um, And everybody wants to know how to reverse (laughs) aging. <laughs> so, um, tell us a little bit about the secrets behind real food and what is real food to you. So, real food to me is honestly, it's getting back to back in the day. I mean, I hate saying back in the day, but before mm. we started having packaged food, before we started having drive-throughs, it is your basics. It's your meat. It's your fish. It's your chicken. It's your fruits. It's your vegetables. It's your grains. Mm-hmm. It's things that don't come in a plastic baggie or a frozen entree box, it's it's real food. Mm-hmm. The problem that we have, a couple problems. One, the increased amount of sugar. 
sugar itself isn't that bad for you, especially when it's natural sugar. I hate when someone says, oh, I can't eat bananas because it's so high in sugar. Mm-hmm. But you have no problem eating a Snickers bar or drinking mm-hmm. or drinking alcohol every night. Well, that's sugar. Mm-hmm. The sugar I'm talking about is high fructose corn syrup, added sugar. Do you want to believe the amount of processed foods, if you look at processed foods, corn syrup. How much yep. – I was at Costco a couple weeks ago and my husband picks up some chicken salad and he's like, hey, it says 30 grams of protein per serving. Great. Okay. Well, let's look at the ingredients. Why is high fructose corn syrup in mm-hmm. chicken salad? So mm-hmm. it's all this kind of hidden sugars that you don't realize. Sugar will age you. Mm-hmm. Sugar will cause more wrinkles. The same with other ultra-processed foods. Your body, and I and I say this all the time, is one big chemical reaction. We have tons of chemical reactions going on all the time. If you think back in the day when you used to go to chemistry lab and you put the right things together and things go boom, and if you don't put the right things together, nothing happens. Well, that's what happens when you fuel your body. You want things to go boom. You want things to work. Mm-hmm. When you fuel your body with ultra-processed foods, it dampens everything. Mm-hmm. And not only dampens, down, right? it slows down, mm-hmm. it hinders it, your metabolism slows down, mm-hmm. your, your body digestion. still has to function. Mm-hmm. But it's now functioning at a level that is harder, that it, you're not giving it the stuff that it needs to succeed. We have things, and we all know about our DNA. Well, as we age, our DNA gets shorter. There are things called telomeres. So if you think about a shoestring and it has these little protective things on the end of your shoestrings, that's mm-hmm. kind of like what a telomere is for DNA. If you eat real food, we've seen the studies, the studies show that you can actually increase the length of those telomeres, which is actually decreasing your age. Mm. When you eat ultra processed food, the junk, the chemicals, you shorten those telomeres. And so you're actually increasing how, how fast you're aging. Mm. And you, you know, you see it, you see people, you go back to back home or you go to your high school reunion and you see somebody like, oh my gosh, they don't look like they've aged over since we graduated. And you have other people going, they look like they have one foot in the grave. Mm-hmm. And what is the difference? And you can always see kind of like the difference. Might be they smoke, might be they have diabetes, have health conditions. Mm-hmm. And there's always those kind of core elements that are the same for those who are looking great and amazing mm-hmm. and those who have aged faster. Mm-hmm. And so if you, cause we all know the people who are young and they just eat tons and tons of junk food and they don't gain any weight, but that mm. will eventually catch up with us. Well, and how many times do you hear, you know, now in our, our age group and, you know, I would say generation X too, is like you, well, back in the day I could eat whatever I want. Mm-hmm. That stops around 35. And what I tell people is that, yeah, okay, you could eat whatever you want back then, but you really couldn't. And what they don't understand and what we don't understand is that that chasing skinny that we were doing before, but somebody who could eat all the junk food and never gain any weight, you're still borrowing from your future self mm-hmm. because you are not giving, it's kind of like you have a car and you have a luxury car. Well, what, what do you put in it? You don't go and get regular gas because that makes that luxury car just kind of clunk. And maybe, maybe you'll get down the block. Maybe you won't. You have to put the high octane gas in it. Our food, our, our bodies are not meant to have the, the crap low grade gas. It's, it's meant to have the real food, the real stuff. And, 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 and I understand that people are like, but, but it tastes so good. There's a reason why it tastes mm-hmm. so good. There are people who get paid lots of money mm-hmm. for those packages to look enticing, for that food to have an amazing mouthfeel, for it to have a taste, for have to have something that will make you addicted to it. Mm-hmm. But real food is just as addicting once you get rid of the processed food. It mm-hmm. tastes better. Blueberries taste like candy. And people are, and people was my mm-hmm. clients were like, you're crazy. You're crazy. And then by about week three or four, they're like, oh my gosh, this tastes so sweet. And yes. your body does adjust and it does prefer real food. You just have to get rid of the, mm-hmm. the ultra processed food and, and, and see, and un, I would say the layers, of, you know, start peeling back the layers of the onion and get back to the basics. And once you get back to the basics, your body feels better. You can think again. You don't have inflammation. Mm-hmm. There, there's, I would say people, it's like, okay, 
medication has side effects and they're medic side effects that you have to probably are usually negative eating real food, start lifting weights. The side effects are positive and not negative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Cause I, um, I cut out sugar, refined sugar for a year and only did fruit sugars. And so I, I did it crazy. This was a couple of years ago where I was reading the labels on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, salad dressings, ketchup. It, it's in it's crazy bread, like just to find bread that didn't have sugar in it. It was nuts. And the same thing, as you're saying, I would go somewhere and I would get a sandwich, you know, out at a restaurant or something, a healthy sandwich or whatever, healthy enough. Um, and the bread would taste like sugar. It sugar. tasted so disgusting because I had gotten so used to my palate had changed so much. Um, so I've definitely experienced that end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it is it is crazy, and and you start especially when you start re- reducing the amount of ultra processed foods and the amount of sugar, you taste in this process. You taste chemicals. You mm-hmm. taste the other stuff that they're putting in it. You never noticed it before because yeah. that's all you were putting in your body. But once your body gets accustomed to eating the real stuff again, mm-hmm. and when it does, when it's not relying on sugar for energy. Mm-hmm. I always tell people about, you know, changing from a sugar burner to a fat burner. When you stop relying on sugar all the time, it's, it's your body craves real food. It mm-hmm. craves nutrition. You just haven't been listening to the signals. So there's a lot of people out there, myself included, where this information is, is, is basic and that like, we know this, we really all know this, but we're not doing it. And yeah. so how do you get people and I, and you can't motivate somebody that's no, not motivated. So I know somebody needs to come to you and, and already be motivated, but how do you even begin to work with someone that's almost just given up or they've just gone so far is, do you do baby steps at a time? Like, where do you begin? It's baby steps now. And I'm also a behavior um, certified and it's a lot of behavior. It's a lot of reprogramming. What we have been told, what we've grown up with, eat less, move more. Doesn't work, but it's still ingrained in our head. Mm-hmm. It's it's still there. Um, you can't have fat because fat will make you fat. Mm-hmm. Going higher in protein is going to hurt your kidneys. Um if you eat way too much sugar, that's going to cause diabetes. There's so many myths out there mm-hmm. that we believe. And we believe that healthy choice is healthy and that lean cuisine is healthy. And our education in nutrition is all brought to us by media mm-hmm. and and whatever, whatever the latest fad, whatever the la- latest craze is. And it's being willing to say, okay, if what was working was working, I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. If those fad diets worked, if that shake thing worked and I was able to stay on it forever. And that's why I tell people, it's like, okay, if you went on a fad diet, oh, great. You lost maybe a couple pounds in 10 days. Well, what happened? Because everybody's like, but this diet worked. Okay. Yeah. It worked for what? A hot second. And then what happened? Mm-hmm. A week later, it doesn't work anymore. And you keep trying to chase that feeling of the skinny or that high of it working at that moment in time. Mm -hmm. You have to realize that the chasing skinny part has to go away. And now it's chasing strong. It's chasing health Mm -hmm. because that is one going to age us backwards. And that is what's going to help us live long and healthy and be able to live independently. I just had this conversation with another coach is that somebody wanted to they just weren't losing weight quick enough and they just want to lose weight fast. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest that if you want to lose weight really quick and that's all your that's all you care about is that number on the scale and getting skinny, you will end up in one of my nursing homes quicker. You will you have osteoporosis. You burn your muscle. You're going to have mm-hmm. osteoporosis. You're going to have a fall. You fall, you break your hip. You might have um, knee issues. You're going to have arthritis quicker and all to be quote unquote skinny. Mm -hmm. Is it worth it? And it's having that mindset change of, okay, it's not about skinny anymore. It's seeing how strong I can be and how to heal my body from the inside out to either reverse disease or prevent disease. And Mm -hmm. it takes a while to have that thought process change. It's also a change of process that 
hey, I'm not dieting anymore. I don't have a start date and end date. It's now a lifestyle Mm -hmm. and I need to figure that out. And I need to know that I can go on vacation and I can enjoy vacation and I don't have to beat myself up when I come back. How freeing is that? To Mm -hmm. have that, be able to go out to eat, enjoy everything, eat, and then come home and not feel like you have to go run around the block or do an extra class in the morning or Mm -hmm. 20 burpees. And you don't crave that kind of food. Cause I always, people is like, well, how do you go out to eat? Well, you just focus on protein and, and vegetables. It's very mm-hmm. easy once you kind of have the building blocks and the basics, but you have to be open and receptive to change. And mm-hmm. that is sometimes the hardest part because I'll get people like, oh, but I've been changing. I've been eating real food. Okay. But you may not have been getting enough protein or you may have been eating real food and maybe all of it's carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. There's a balance that you have to get for your body and everybody's different. So, you know, I can't give you a magic formula that says, this is what's great for you. That's why you work with someone to see what is the magic formula for you, because we are all different. I think I recently heard something and you'll have to tell me if this is correct or not that, um, and I was surprised by it. The first of all, we need more protein as we get older, but also that women need a ton more protein than men. Is that correct? Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's relative. So my husband will have to eat more protein than I do just because of how tall he is and for his, for his body composition. We do need protein as we age and we need more protein as we age. And the problem is most of the time we're eating less protein. We don't digest protein as well as we mm-hmm. age. So it's a little bit harder and it's a little bit harder to break it down and to use and absorb. And that's one of the reasons that we need more protein we need more protein period for females because we have to keep our muscles. So it's not that necessarily that we need more than men per se. Men usually don't have a problem getting proteins. The fact that women Mm -hmm. to, to lose weight will cut everything. And usually what it is, the first thing that goes is protein, but we absolutely need that protein one to, to balance our blood sugar and two, to, to help build us build the muscle that we so desperately need to hold on to we don't need, we, we do not want to lose it. We need to hold on to it and actually increase our muscle mass. Mm-hmm. And also that means as we get older, less cardio, more um, bone pounding, lifting, weights, resistance, right? Well, and it's not just older. So if anybody's younger than 35, they're like, oh, but I do this, I do this. It's it's across the board. We have been told so long that cardio is it. That's what we need to do. We need to do more cardio. Cardio is great. And yes, we should be walking. We should be moving our body. But the problem is we should be doing cardio for hours a day. And that's mm-hmm. what we've done. I'm, I am a cardio bunny. I will admit that that was me back in the day. And my body never changed. It wasn't until I started picking up, picking up weights that I got the body that I wanted. And mm-hmm. we're so scared that we're going to get bulky, that we're going to be Arnold. And that's just not going to happen. One, we don't have the testosterone to do it. And two, unless you're doing something that's unnatural, you won't, you won't get bulky. If mm-hmm. anything, it's going to, it's going to give you the shape that you want. So yeah, we definitely, mm-hmm. we definitely need to quit doing the cardio. And if you're doing a lot of cardio and you're not eating, I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you right now, you're using muscle for fuel. You're slowing your metabolism mm-hmm. down. And I get this all the time. I work out all the time and all I'm doing is gaining weight. I'm working out all the time and all I'm doing is getting inches is because you're doing too much cardio and not eating. And that mm-hmm. is why you're gaining weight and mm-hmm. doing all this. I actually just wrote a blog on this because it's just too much cardio. And I know That's, it's scary mm-hmm. to pick up weights, but pick them up. It, that you, it does a body good. <laughs> And I think that's a myth that, that is rampant, right? Just cardio, cardio, burn, 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 burn calories. And as, as, um, and that's not necessarily <laughs> the, the best. So when you're talking to people about weight training, are you looking for them to have more resistance or more repetitions? So it's how we do it in the, in the program I coach. We do weight training three days a week. So I always tell people it's like, you know, three to four days a week. It does not have to be for hours. It can be 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's a combination of both. So we'd use things like progressive overload or time under tension. And people are like, what does that mean? It just means how you, it's not just a straight up, down, up, down. We might say up, up, down, down, but either way, we're working on that muscle. We're working on building that muscle. We're also doing active recovery. And that's a big thing that a lot of women think that 
I shouldn't recover. I should, I should keep pushing myself, pushing my, pushing myself. Your body needs time to repair. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times what happens is that we don't take that time to repair. So all we're doing is constantly breaking the tissue down. It's not, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt you to take a deep breath, do some yoga, go around the block, do a walk and take a day off from working out. You're not going to gain 20 pounds overnight. It mm-hmm. actually, you're going to do your body even better because it's going to give that opportunity to repair that muscle and more muscle is a higher metabolism. More muscle is the fountain of youth. Mm-hmm. I love that. And also all of these processed foods, and I always talk about shopping the outer rim of the grocery mm-hmm. versus the inner room. Um, and so a lot of these processed foods and packaged foods create inflammation in the body. And I know that's yes. something that you talk about a lot. So yeah. let's go down that path a little bit about why that is so harmful for us. So I always get asked inflammation. What do you mean by inflammation? And so you think about acute inflammation is the easiest way for me to explain it is like, okay, let's say you have a mosquito bite and you get the bite, it gets hot, it gets swollen. That's your body's way of trying to get rid of that toxin that just came in by the mosquito. So that is Mm. acute inflammation. So that Mm -hmm. hot, that swelling, that itching. Now think about internally, what would happen if not only do you get one mosquito bite, but now you have a swarm of mosquitoes that keep biting. Mm -hmm. That's internal. And that is chronic inflammation. You're never giving your body a chance to heal. So when you have a mosquito bite on the outside, you know, it itches for a couple of days, the body is able to do what it does and it heals. And then before you know it, your skin's back to normal. Mm -hmm. With chronic inflammation, and think about the mosquitoes being ultra processed foods. Mm -hmm. Think about what you're Internally, so I'm going to say it: Doritos, chips, McDonald's, Wendy's, mm-hmm. all these pre-packaged foods that aren't, you know, Hamburger Helper or things like that. Every time that you ingest that, think about that being a mosquito bite. So what that mm-hmm. does is that increases the inflammation in your body. We now know that inflammation is tied to diabetes, heart disease, Alzheimer's, and it has a direct relationship to your gut microbiome. The more ultra-processed food you have, the less good bacteria you have. Good bacteria is also shown to have a direct correlation on decreasing your inflammation. It's also shown to decrease Alzheimer's. So there's all this correlation between eating real food, decreasing decreasing chronic inflammation, and then also increasing your gut microbiome. It all works synergistically so that we can be healthy. You keep feeding your body the ultra processed foods, the sugar, and you have this constant chronic inflammation. Well, this is how you're going to feel. Your blood pressure might be elevated. Your blood sugar might be elevated. You might have headaches all the time. You might have joint pain all the time. Your skin might be puffy. You might have um, psoriasis or some kind of skin disorder and not realize that that's tied to what you're eating. There's all sorts of things. And what people don't realize is that they go to the doctor and they're like, oh, I just got diagnosed with high blood pressure. I just got diagnosed with diabetes or prediabetes. You didn't just get diagnosed. It just happened that you went to the doctor and they said, hey, you have this, Mm -hmm. but this has been going on for years. And that chronic inflammation builds up, builds up, builds up until it finally manifests itself into some kind of disease state. Mm -hmm. Well, and that will lead me into this topic of biohacking, which I just discovered. Yes. Um, and I realized that I've been doing that. I just found the most incredible um, functional medicine NP that I go to. And the first thing that she did was she took five vials of blood. It was the first time mm. I'd actually gone to a doctor in like 15 years where they've actually taken blood. Yeah. And wow, was that eye-opening, um, to get that blood work back. And, and now I am biohacking. So let's talk a little bit about what that is, um, and how we do that and why, why maybe that could be a tool for people to start using. Biohacking is cool. So biohacking is taking the information of your body, whether you get genetic testing or get blood, uh, blood testing that shows what different enzymes that you have or different levels, maybe it might be histamine. 
and using that information, then using food and fitness to optimize your levels. So if you are somebody who maybe is under stress all the time, you have high cortisol levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, okay, well, I need to somehow decrease my cortisol levels. So let's look at your diet. Let's look at how much coffee you're intaking. Let's see what you're eating. Let's see how you're sleeping. All these things that affect cortisol. And we're going to do things that are natural, not just throw a pill at you. Right. Do things that are natural to get those levels back to where they need to be. Another thing in biohacking is people wearing CGMs, which are continuous glucose monitors. Mm-hmm. And by wearing those, you can see how food does affect you and how you are in increasing your blood sugar or decreasing your blood sugar and how to keep that stabilized. Because we do know that once again, we talk about sugar, but it's also high. It's processed foods that will totally Mm -hmm. take your blood sugar. Spike it. Just spike it. And and I'm not talking like a little baby bump. We're talking Mm -hmm. spike, spike, spike. And those Mm -hmm. up and downs, up and downs will also age you faster. Mm-hmm. So someone with a CGM and I, I wear a CGM every once in a while, just because like I said, I have, a, I have mm-hmm. was pre-diabetic. I have the type two diabetes gene. I always want to make sure that my blood sugar is in check. It's a great tool to use in order to keep my blood sugar stable. Now, the other thing that people will do is that they'll kind of go on the opposite side and like, Oh, but I'll just do keto. Well, once again, I remember that your body's a chemical reaction. It needs more than just fat and protein. So mm-hmm. our bodies do need carbs. It just needs a balance. And there, use the information when you're biohacking. Use it, but also be careful going to the extremes mm-hmm. too. But I like you. I'm a yoga teacher. I'm yeah. I, I'm a good weight. I have a lot of muscle on me. And when I went to this um, and got my blood work done, I, I discovered I was pre-diabetic. Isn't it crazy? It, it floored me. It floored me. And I am addicted to salty, crunchy stuff. And and it's mm. my downfall. Um, and I've been so much better about that because it's it's not like, oh, let's get our labs and look at this and like, yeah, I'm pre-diabetic. I'm not diabetic yet. It's right. like, oh my God, this is totally not okay. This habit that has been fine for me up until this point, so I thought, um, is not working anymore. And if I keep going down this path, it's going to be detrimental. Um, and so I think it is really interesting to be able to get those labs and, um, and, and discover things like this, because we can look how we're supposed to on the outside mm-hmm. and our labs might not reflect it. Not that the labs are the be all end all, but it definitely gave me some information. I had, I'm, I'm perimenopausal. And, um, I thought that my, my hormones were going crazy and it happened to be that my thyroid was off. Mm. And as soon as I fixed that a little bit, like everything that I was experiencing came back together. And not only was this functional, um, this functional medicine, not was she not, was not looking at the range of everything. Like, oh, you have to fit into this range. It's like, no, you're on the low range of this, and I want you up here. Like yes. my B12, my yeah. B12. She's like, you're fine. Your B12's low, but I would much happier if your B12 was up here. And so it's not even that we're falling within the range. It's getting everything within optimal levels. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's the problem I have sometimes with Western medicine is that, especially with like when you got T3, T4, TSH, which are your thyroid mark- markers, is that mm-hmm. someone's going to look at, oh, well, you're in the normal range. Okay. But you might be either on the way lower end or the way higher end. And that might be okay for somebody, but if you're having signs and symptoms of mm-hmm. issues, then it does need to be looked at and it does need to be adjusted. Mm-hmm. And it's great to have the functional practitioners who look at everything and go, okay, wait a minute, we can, we can do something to make you feel better. And it is amazing, especially with your thyroid, because I always say the thyroid is like our air traffic control of our system. It takes care of everything. Mm-hmm. And when it's not functioning, everything else is just kind of out of whack. And we want, you want your body to be, it doesn't, you don't have your, your adrenals work differently than your GI tract, than your brain. It, everything works together, whether you like it or not. And we can either help it or we can hinder it. And I've always about mm-hmm. let's, let's help it so that everything can be really nice and smooth. And that's when you feel better. That's when you sleep better. That's when mm-hmm. you wake up with energy. And that's when you're able to do everything that you want to do and not feel exhausted after an hour. Mm-hmm. 
And it's kind of an easy way for us to do something really simple, easy, and quick and get a snapshot of what's happening internally for us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not bad. It's not a good people's like, well, should I get my labs done? Absolutely. It's always good to have an idea, especially if you're going perimenopause, premenopause. It's Mm -hmm. always a good idea to have your hormones checked right now because you need to know a baseline. You need to know where you're going Mm -hmm. so that if you do see somebody who's functional, if you do see someone who knows what they're doing, that you're able to keep track of where you are now, where you're going, where you're, where you've been. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that was the amazing thing. I just had a follow up, and I, and I said, can I get my labs done in three months? Like, I just want to see where they are and, and stay on track and, and be on top of that. And, um, and I have to say, like I was had hypothyroidism. I was super shocked. Um, but I was experiencing all this stuff that I thought was menopause, insomnia, mm-hmm. hot flashes, like horrendous memory, like memory fog. Yeah. yeah major brain fog and all this stuff. And I was just complaining about like my hormones. Meanwhile, all that got corrected and, um, and I was within range. So a, a normal Western doctor would not have caught Mm-mm. that. No, no. They would um, say, oh, your thyroid's fine. You're fine. Yeah. And, and, the, and the other problem too, a lot of times they just go by TSH, which are, is your thyroid stimulating hormone. Mm-hmm. And they'll just look at that and they won't look at T3 and T4. Yeah. Yeah. She looked at yeah. all those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's, I have a bunch of like little snapshot questions. Okay. Tell me what your thoughts are about intermittent fasting. Cause everyone's talking about intermittent fasting. I'm kind of a fan of it personally. Um, but let's, let's dive there for a minute. So I coach intermittent fasting. I like intermittent fasting, but intermittent fasting is not eating for 12 hours and, mm-hmm. and having an open window for 12 hours. What we forget and people are like, Oh my God, I can't believe intermittent fasting. I don't subscribe to the OMAD, which is one meal a day, mm-hmm. especially for females. Yeah, Females need nutrition. They need, let me repeat that. Females need mm-hmm. nutrition because most people don't get enough food. Intermittent fasting is great because it decreases your insulin resistance, it increases your insulin sensitivity. It does something called autophagy, which is a cell turnover. What happens in most of us in standard American diet is that you wake up at 5 a.m. and you have some creamer with your coffee. Maybe you grab a piece of toast or a donut and then you go out mm-hmm. and you maybe you're going to work and you grab some candy off of somebody's desk and then you have whatever's in the break room and then it's lunchtime. You're like, oh, but I just ate all that stuff. So now I'm not going to eat. And then two o'clock, you're ravenous. So then you're going to whatever junk food or the cantina and eating whatever that is. Dinner comes along, you eat dinner, and now you're hungry again at eight, nine o'clock because you're you're what's called sugar burner, not a fat burner, and you're eating at nine, ten o'clock at night, and then you start the whole mm-hmm. process again at five. And, o'clock you're, in the morning. and your blood sugar spiking, 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 spiking. the mm-hmm. entire time. And you're not because you're a one, break. you're not feeling your body, you're not getting enough sleep, you're hangry. That's that's just where it comes down to. Intermittent mm-hmm. fasting is where we have a stop and a start. So we, we call it our feeding window and then the windows close. So I coach either a 12, a 14 or a 16. So that means 12 hours or 12 hours, the window, 14 window or a 16 window of not, not eating, of not eating, of Mm -hmm. not eating. So they're either eating 12 hours or either eating a 10 hour window or eating an eight hour window. Once again, it's a tool. It's not a diet. And Mm -hmm. I can't stress that enough. It's that I'll get people like, we'll say, well, I do intermittent fasting and and I've lost weight. And I'm like, okay, are you eating? Oh no, I just, I'll just eat whatever (laughs) I want during those eight hours. And it works great. I just have my cookies and everything else, but it's just eight hours. Okay. Once again, you got to fuel your body, Mm -hmm. the right stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a tool. It's not a diet. So, but you Mm -hmm. get the benefits of decreasing the chronic inflammation Mm -hmm. and, and all the benefits of intermittent fasting. And when you put it with real food, it's like the sky's open and you get so much more benefits. Now the one meal a day, you cannot Mm -hmm. eat enough for mm-hmm. a one meal a day. And that. I, yeah, you can't get yeah. your calories in. No. And it, you know, I never said, like, but Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Guys, got, men will do it a lot of times. Females mm-hmm. for our hormones, for our thyroid, that stresses our thyroid out too much. Mm-hmm. That increases our cortisol too much. So while we can do intermittent fasting, we just have to be strategic about it. Mm-hmm. And having one meal a day is setting yourself so much up for failure because it's how binging. hard is that? It's, yeah. And, it's, and especially for females, it sets us up to binge. Mm-hmm. And I've heard with intermittent fasting, it's good to keep that window the same time every single day to have consistency. Yes and yes and no. If it depends on my on my client, one I want to make sure they're getting their food in. So I always start people with the twelve. 
And then mostly we'll, we'll shift to either a 10, 14 or 16, eight mm-hmm. life happens. If you right. can't keep it, it's, it, if, if <laughs> you know, it, it fluctuates between 30 minutes and an hour that your body's not going to really know the difference. Mm-hmm. It's when you do, okay, well, I'm going to do 12 today. I'm going to do 16 tomorrow. And then I'm, and yeah, mm-hmm. then you want to kind of stay on the same schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so let's talk a little bit about, I've got so many questions here. Um, how to read labels. How do we read? So I'd like to, you know, best not to have labels, right? To eat the real food that doesn't have the labels. But if we're going to have a label on something, how do we read it? Well, there is healthy processed food. So I don't want to say there's not, Mm -hmm. you know, there are things out there that are better than other things. So I always look at, okay, one, what's the ingredients? Is it something you can pronounce? And and I know people will say, well, but it has this and that's healthy. But for the most time, if you're just getting into label reading, Mm-hmm. Let's try to have five or less ingredients and it's things that you know what they are, mm-hmm. meaning it's water. Hey, it's chicken. Hey, it's spices. So it's things that you recognize and that's the easiest way to read a label. Also, when you're looking at a label, you're going to have the nutrition value. You're going to have the protein. You're going to have the fats. You're going to have the carbohydrates. And then you're also going to have sugar. Try to stay less than five grams of sugar per serving. And that's the other thing to look at a label is What's the serving size? Yeah. Because you'll never guess. You would think, oh, it's a handful. And it's like, it's a thumb size. Yeah. Peanut butter is a great, uh, I'll use peanut butter. I love peanut butter. Peanut butter is life to me. However, my serving size and compared to what the label serving size says are two <laughs> yeah, different too. things. So like peanut butter. butter. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's the whole jar. <laughs> and peanut butter is actually two tablespoons. And I would always tell people, you know, try not to eyeball at first because my eyes are huge when it comes to peanut yeah, butter. And yeah. it's like, oh, it's a tablespoon. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. So it's it's always best to measure, use 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 a um, kitchen scale. I know some people are like, but that just makes me, just stresses me out. My clients usually are not eating enough and that's why I need them to weigh. That's why I need them to measure is because mm-hmm. to make sure that they are getting the right macronutrients, the right protein, fats, and carbohydrates. So just always remember that measure, measuring is not a bad tool to use. How do you know what enough is for you? Well, and I would say that most of the time it's it's eating until you're satisfied. So I always mm-hmm. tell people is if you're just starting and you're not working with anybody, let's try to have a protein, a fat, and carbohydrate at each meal. So have something that is protein-based, whether it's chicken, whether it's – if you're vegan, it might be tofu or tempeh. Uh, then have have a carbohydrate, meaning not bread or pasta. Carbohydrate, meaning let's have some fruit. Let's have some vegetables. Let's have mm-hmm. something that has fiber in it. And then fat, we're talking avocados and nuts and olive oil. It's once again, getting back to the basics. Mm-hmm. You should eat enough to where you're like, hey, I don't need seconds and thirds. It's just mm-hmm. where it's be mindful. And some people call it intuitive eating. It's being mindful of what you're putting in your body. Be mindful of your hunger cues. Mm-hmm. And don't just eat to eat. Don't eat while you're on your phone. Don't eat while you're reading a magazine because you're not listening to the cues of your body when you're doing that. Mm-hmm. So be present in the moment. And then if you're still hungry, okay, then let's add some more. Mm-hmm. But if that is the best way, and then do that three to four times a day. Mm-hmm. And what about dairy? Okay. I love dairy. I know. <laughs> I love cheese. <laughs> so I do take dairy out six week, for six weeks with Ugh. my clients. And the reason being is dairy, dairy is inflammatory. inflammatory. Um, yep. We all, mm-hmm. and I don't know if gluten's on there too, but gluten is another one that mm-hmm. I will take out. Gluten majorly because gluten, the way that we process crops here in the United States is just mind blowing mm-hmm. that you can go to Europe and have this, yep. have, have something and it doesn't bug you. It's because mm-hmm. of the way that they process um, their crops. Mm-hmm. So you may not be... You may not have celiac, but you may be gluten sensitive. Mm-hmm. Dairy is somewhere similar on how we do things in the United States. And dairy can, in some people, cause inflammation that you may not know it until you take it away for a little bit and then bring it back. If you're going to do dairy, do things that are cleaner. So like some cottage cheese, we like good cottrell or daisy. Um, if you are doing yogurt, oh my gosh, that is like mm-hmm. the most healthy quotation marks, mm-hmm. processed crap that's out there. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm, you know, I'm, I'll be honest. I used to love yo play and all that kind of thing. It's not healthy at all. The no, it's sugar that's in there. Sugar. It's mm-hmm. horrible. So if mm-hmm. you're going to do, I, I get a lot of clients, but I love Greek yogurt. I'm like, okay, is it Fage with absolutely nothing in it? Yeah. Oh, no, I can't do that. That if you're uh-huh. into Greek yogurt, that's the Greek yogurt that you want to do. That's what we do. And I give it, my kids yeah. a five percent fat one too. <laughs> yeah. And if you're gonna do dairy, then let's have the stuff that has the good cultures in it, you know, something like Gouda. It's not the American cheese craft slices. Are you, is it the yeah. hard, hard cheeses? Hard cheeses are really yeah, hard yeah. cheeses. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's my addiction. Yeah. Um, what about bubble water versus flat water? Just regular water. It just depends. Um, I know some of us need bubbles. And if you're in, if it's a point where you're Diet Coke or seltzer water, then go for the seltzer water. Mm -hmm. But just know that sometimes seltzer water does cause uh, gastric issues, meaning that it could cause more acid secretion. It may also cause some inflammation. So know that if you're, you know, if you're having tummy issues and you are addicted to Spindrift or any of those other ones that have the bubbles in it, maybe back off a little bit and try to drink more just regular water. What are your thoughts on kombucha? I know it has um, sugar in it. Yeah, but um, it's, and it, but, mm-hmm. so kombucha is awesome. However, okay, so you go go to the grocery store and you see kombucha, and it's in like I think maybe eight to twelve ounce bottle. Mm-hmm. You're not meant to drink the eight to twelve ounces in one sitting. Mm-hmm. You're meant only to drink about two to four yeah. ounces. That's it's not. <laughs> it, yeah, it's not meant. It's it's not meant to be a hydrator. It's meant to be in conjunction with. But of course, that's you know how their marketing is like. Oh, I'm drinking kombucha, mm-hmm. but kombucha is great because we're looking at probiotics and prebiotics. Mm-hmm. So that is that's amazing. It's just. If someone goes like, oh, I'm drinking kombucha and they want to know why their stomach hurts so bad afterwards is that you're flooding your body with things that you're just not used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's a third. If you, if you actually look at the bottle, you should only drink about a third at a time. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Moderation. Moderation. Mm-hmm. Um, what about fruit juices? Mm. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. And that's yeah, pass. Cause I feel like we, we're not, we're getting the sugar without any of that fiber, fiber. and we're spiking our sugars. And most fruit juices is extremely processed, extremely mm-hmm. processed, especially apple juice. Now, some orange juices, you will get some of the fiber in, but you're better off eating the fruit and not going for the juice. Mm-hmm. Same with dried fruits, I'm guessing. Yeah. And the problem with dried fruit a lot of times is the additives. So if you have an issue with stomach issues or you have a sulfur allergy, a lot of the dried fruit has sulfur in it, sulfur dioxide that they mm. use for the drying process. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's funny because there is that fad where everyone was doing juice cleanses and juice diets and it's, and it's like you're getting all this sugar. You're not getting any of the fiber. I mean, I, but what do you, what, what do you think about like green juices? Green juices are okay because green juices – and the thing is that you want to do is like if if you're making your own green juice, like let's say you're seeing celery and broccoli and and make it chunky. I know that sounds kind of gross. Yeah, it does. But (laughs) – it does. But if you have like some pieces of celery in there or maybe some pieces of cucumber, if you're actually chewing, studies have shown that if you are chewing something, your body's more satisfied than if you're just drinking Mm -hmm. it. That totally and, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that way still you're getting some of the fiber too. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, green, smooth, green smoothies are great. They're, a lot of the people don't have like green smoothies because they're not sweet. Because they're not, because they're not <laughs> junk. Yeah. 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 Um, so what are some good tips for people that are wanting um, non-perishable foods that they can take with them somewhere. So say you're going on a long trip, you're going on a road trip, you don't have access to the outer rim of the grocery store. I mean, protein bars mostly suck um, and are, are like candy bars. And, and you just wrote like a whole blog on that. But where can we get, what are some things where you don't have to refrigerate and we're out and we're stuck, you know, like nuts and things like that. What can, what can people take? So nuts are great. There are a couple companies who make clean kind of turkey jerky. So Chomp is one of them. Vermont, I think it's a Vermont Smokehouse is another one. Archer is another one that you, those are, those are great for traveling. Mm. Um, 
you know, be careful because sometimes, you know, you're going to be on the road. So how about apples? How about oranges and bananas? You might be able to do, if it depends on how long you are, you can take a cooler and you can have a bunch of cut up vegetables with some hummus. Mm-hmm. If it's a flight, then let's look at other things that you might be able to prepare in advance. I love um, baked oatmeal bars. So mm. it's, it, and you know, if you want, you can add protein to it. Um, and depending on how the ones I make are pretty dense, so they don't fall apart everywhere. Cause there's times where I'm on the road and I need something that I can you know drive in and eat at the same time. That one's a good one to have, uh, that's tasty and has some fiber. And then if, if you can, boiled eggs are another good one mm-hmm. that you can take. And it's, it's just thinking sometimes outside the box and not thinking of the, oh, well, I'll just grab a, a candy bar or a protein bar that's equivalent to a candy bar. Just, just if you're mm-hmm. going to go for protein bars, just make sure once again, that you can read the ingredients that it's healthy. Are there any protein bars out there that you would recommend? RX bars are good ones. Uh, um, they have usually just a couple ingredients. The only problem is that they don't have a lot of protein, but they're good in a pinch. And sometimes you just need something that's good in a pinch. I like mm-hmm. no cow bars. They're another one. Uh, I always tell people like experiment with the different flavors because some flavors are better than others. Mm-hmm. And they're good in, like again, they're good in a pinch. If you, I always carry something in my purse because if a meeting runs over or before you get hangry and make the bad decisions, Mm-hmm. It's 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 a good thing to have something in instead of the drive through or going through Starbucks and getting a latte with whatever whatever mm-hmm. Danish they have in mm-hmm. the window. <laughs> Amy, this has been so awesome and so fun. I feel like I could talk to you for days. This is one of my favorite topics, and I think you would be so fun to work with. Oh, um, so how do people work with you? How do they find you? What do you do? And uh, let's explore that. Well, they can find me. The easiest way is my website. So it's www.amykwilson.com. So A-M-Y-K-W-I-L-S-O-N.com. You can see all my social media handles there on you know Instagram and Facebook. Or if you want to get a hold of me or read my blogs, like I said, the easiest way is amykwilson.com. And if you want to get a free uh, download, you can go to amykwilson.com slash podcast and you will get a free download. What download is that? Um, right now it is midlife stomach bloating. Oh, there you go. <laughs> L- lose, lose the inches on the waist. Well, well, thank you. I love, I love, I love what you're doing. I love this topic and I'm so grateful for your time today. Oh, thank you. Let's do this again. This was fun. Let's do it again. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Connected Community Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, share, and subscribe. I can be found at www.nikkiyyoga.com, N-I-C-K-Y-Y-Y-O-G-A.com. Until I see you again next week, I hope you have a beautiful day.